I'm glad he got punched in the face and his chain got broken. That's all I'm saying. How do you do? <laughs> We're uh, going to have an interesting episode today. Call this one a curveball. Yeah, I, I like the, the term that you suggested, uh, mofongo. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the name of this one, huh? It'll be a little bit of everything. A little bit a of little this, little of that. At the end of local. So what's up, Cynic? What are we doing today, baby? Talk to me. So Florida woman this week is... Another funny one. A little lighthearted. No one no one got killed. Okay? Maybe you heard of this being from Florida yourself. Uh, probably was Wendy's me. Manager, Wendy's manager... <laughs> Wendy's manager arrested after attacking customer in Volusia County. Did you hear about this? Man, I've seen, a, I've seen and I've heard of a couple stories where fast food employees wail on customers. So I think I have to hear this in its entirety to tell you if I've heard of it. Yeah. But it sounds familiar, I'll tell you that much. I was thinking the same. I, I don't think this is a first, especially in Florida. But <laughs> a 22-year-old woman is in custody Tuesday after deputies say she attacked a customer while working at a Wendy's in Deltona. According to the incident report, the victim had pulled up to the drive-thru to order three double cheeseburgers. The employee at the drive-thru asked the customer to pull up to a parking spot as they prepared his order. That's pretty standard. I mean, they usually tell you to do that, especially when they have a lot of customers. Listen right? to me, man. This is bullshit. I got to intervene real quick. This is fast food. I don't give a fuck about your timer. 
If your fries aren't ready, man, then you manage your time incorrectly. Don't ask me to pull up to the fucking stop sign so your timer resets. Have my shit ready. Oh, so you're one of these uh, annoying customers. Good. Let me keep reading. Let me let me tell you what's going to happen to you. Well, I am from Florida. <laughs> next time you try to pull this with the wrong Wendy's manager. Jab, turkey. <laughs> when, when the victim... I like how they use the word victim. Asked why he needed to move, he told deputies the employee gave him a smart, expletive answer. That's when the victim asked to speak with the manager. So let's uh, skip forward a little bit to the juicy part. I mean, as of Um, right now, if the employee gave the victim a smart fucking answer, seems like like the employee's in the wrong here, Cynic. I'm just saying, man, I don't know. We'll keep it going. (laughs) So, authorities said the man reported uh, Martin. Martin is the name of the manager, um, the Wendy's manager. Okay. Her, that's her, her last name, isn't it? <laughs> it's a female. That's why I don't want people to get confused. <laughs> yeah, clarify it for sure. Yeah, it's a female. Her, her surname, her last name is Martin. All right? Okay. I, I can't find her first name because I seem to have cut it out because this article was already too damn long to begin with. <laughs> so Martin handed the victim his order, according to an incident report, and the two exchanged a few words before Martin struck the man through his open v- vehicle window. The report reads that the man was punched multiple times and scratched on the face, neck, and chest. During the confrontation, his gold chain, which is valued at $500, broke off and a Miami Dolphins charm had fallen in between the seats of the car. Trail five, baby. The man told authorities the attack had gone on for several minutes, with Martin walking away at one point and then returning to deliver more, bl- more blows. Here's your nuggets, motherfucker. <laughs> for the second round of strikes, Martin had keys in her hand while punching the customer and eventually threw them at his face. Then the dude ends up keeping the keys. He won't give them back. <coughs> Someone calls the cops. The cops show up. And when the cops show up, her story is as follows. I'm the manager. I went out there to give him his food, and he said he had an issue with somebody in the window. So he took the food from me, and then he pushed me, and had my keys. And I had my keys in my hand because um, I need to get in the office, which was normally locked, um, and asked him to give them back. He took them out of her hands, I guess, according to her, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't give them back. This is her story, that he was basically an aggressor and pushed her and took her keys. Of course, it'd be hard to argue that dude is all scratched up, his chain's broken. Um, so, yeah, she went to jail. <laughs> Ma'am, your story doesn't add up. There's holes in this shit like Swiss cheese, man. <laughs> There's Why whole does it add story. up? Because she's saying that, oh, he took my key. First of all, anytime somebody brings you food. Oh, her story. Yeah, her yeah, story. Yeah. You don't go out with your fucking keys to bring out a burger. You come out with the burger. So you came out with your keys because you thought you were going to use it as a weapon. He snatched them from you, and then you. it looks like you just wailed on him, you know? Like, this guy's all fucked up. Dolphin chain? Charm in the middle of the, you know what I'm saying? In the seats? $500 Gucci link? You know what I'm saying? Uncle Luke chain ripped off? My guy, this was right here in Hialeah for sure. I mean, she she obviously, so she, she was obviously in the wrong. But if you read the article, the dude was a bit of a douchebag. I mean, <laughs> everyone knows at this point, when you go to get fast food, they tell you sometimes to move up. 
just move up and wait for your food, bro. Here's, I mean, listen, bro. Listen with me, bro. No, that's why no, he got punched no, in the face no, like no, a bitch, no. and his chain got broke. I, <laughs> no, nah, but what we supposed to do was a female. I'm glad that he got punched in the face. That means he didn't retaliate, right? So let's start there. Kudos to the victim. But let's back up a bit here, all right? Let's back up a bit here, Cynic. I'm all about, man, treating people the right way, and, and I'm really big on on customer service, right? Because I've been, I've never been in the food industry, but I've dealt with customers in the past, and, and I understand what you have to do to get to a place where... You can get your point across, but you're respectful. So when I go up to a Wendy's window, I'm not really stressing so much the whole I got to move up to the stop sign thing, even though it is an inconvenience, but I understand, you know? I I tell you how I really feel. Have my fucking fries ready. But you know what? If I got to move up, I'll move up. It's cool. I'm not going to give you shit about that. But if I pull up to the window and you're giving me an attitude and you're not even, you know what I'm saying, and you have a stank face, and I say, oh, by the way, uh, could you repeat the order to make sure there was, you know what I mean? And then that, that's an issue. Let's Just for example, right, which has happened before, that's when I have a problem. Because it's like, yeah. yo, like, I didn't tell you to go work at fucking... But that's not what happened here. But hold on, we don't know. It seems like this lady was a hothead. She came out with <laughs> keys in her hands. You know how I picture it? She had one no. key in each hand. Like this. That's my fault. That's my fault. That's because I edited the story. Cause it's nah, bro. Long. She came out like this, bro. <laughs> Talking about here's your burger. She wanted problems. She wanted the smoke. No, because look, they told him to move. They asked him to pull up as they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They didn't tell him, move your ass. They asked him to pull up. Mm-hmm. Um, and from the get-go, he's being difficult. Because his response was, why do I have to move up? And then they told him, I'll tell you, I'll quote it. They said... So we can make your food, is what they replied to him. All right? And then he replies with, are you saying it's my fault? What, what kind of response is that? Move. Just move your car. Like, why, why are you get, They're trying to make your food, and you want to have a discussion with them about why you should move up. It's going to take longer to get your food. He's just bro. saying there's something happening in the kitchen. What's going on in the kitchen? That's all he wants to know. <laughs> I'm glad he got punched in the face and his chin got broken. That's all I'm saying. So that's Florida woman. Unfortunately, she ended up in jail. So... She lost. I probably know her, man. Let's keep it rocking. I got fun fact, right? You got fun fact this week, sir. All right, here we go. So, last time you gave us a drum roll, I don't know. Nah, it's, you didn't have the drum roll. All right, so. <laughs> it came out pretty good, though. It did. It you see, well, I mean, you know, the editing had something to do with it, you know, but. Just, uh, just proceed. I'm just saying, bro. Like, the boy was nice with it. Alright, so um, this uh, episode's fun fact is Captain Crunch's full name is Horatio Magdalene Crunch. Once again, Horatio Magdalene Crunch. He's also been called out for only having the bars of a Navy commander. But the so-called captain held his ground on Twitter, arguing that SS Guppy with the crew makes an official captain in any book. So, this show's fun (laughs) fact. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Is that that guy on the Captain Crunch box? His fucking full name is Horatio Maligan Crunch. All right. <laughs> well, welcome to this week's breakfast cereal fun fact. And now I want fucking now I want cereal, man. Have you ever had the one that the, that is just berries? 
the Captain Crunch just berries. Actually, I have a fun fact for you. We don't have Captain Crunch here, so no, I've not had the one with berries. Blasphemy, <laughs> bro. It's so good. You gotta do it with almond milk, guys. For anybody out there that's an adult still drinking regular milk, you're a slob. <laughs> nah, I'm playing. I'll edit that out. <laughs> Uh, milk is for babies. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but milk is a shit, man. I love it. And it's not because I'm lactose intolerant because I'm not, thankfully. But milk is just weird, man. I don't know. So tell me, man. What'd you get up to this weekend so far? Or maybe, actually, let me tell you what I got up you to. You start, man. Kick because it off. I know what you got up to is going to lead into some further conversation. So let me tell you about my exciting weekend so far. What you got? So we're thinking about buying a house. That's dope. As you're aware. Yes. As good future potential homeowners, we're way too excited about this whole thing and getting way too ahead of ourselves. So potentially two years before we're actually able to move into said house, we're already talking about kitchens and how to set it up. Isn't that exciting, man? Fuck, I love it. Yeah, it's it's exciting and stressful, actually, at the same time. <laughs> so we went to a, a furniture store this weekend with the idea that we will get some professional kitchen planning help from one of these uh you know yeah, gurus the people that work in the front in the kitchen uh, section <laughs> i'm like gurus you're like yeah the guy that works in our nine <laughs> <laughs> so let me just make this story short um we we were kind of doing a little little window shopping just walking around my wife and i looking and talking about different things and of course we we got interrupted by a salesperson who um Need some help, guys? Was doing what salespeople do. Exactly. So uh, we were trying to, I was like already annoyed because I was in the middle of a point that I was trying to make to my wife. And this lady just came and just hovered. Like a vulture. She was in my line of sight, but I tried to ignore her. But of course, she just stood there. No, no. She stood there like a statue until I acknowledged her. She placed herself in your line of sight, my man. (laughs) Everything was thought out strategically so we went from trying to have a conversation about something to being sort of led around shown different kitchens and i thought okay you know she's given us some good ideas and tips but then we go from that to like sitting you know going to sit down and talk about actual kitchens and planning and stuff and now they're running your credit now i'm playing (laughs) (laughs) she's sketching out stuff and she's drawing stuff and she asked us early on in the conversation she was like are you gonna own the home is what she asked this was in german Mm yes i can't think of the english word for it but she's asking is are you gonna own it as opposed to like a rental situation yeah and we said yes obviously we're buying the house so fast forward to the end she gives us all of the ideas and knickknacks and whatever and now she wants to talk about yeah talk money yeah so she <laughs> puts it all down and we're looking and we're already at like 12 grand so we're like okay a little more than we thought but okay now we know whatever she seemed to have thought that we were going to buy the kitchen th- that day right <laughs> so when she this this woman with her very friendly demeanor and you know overly helpful you know when she realizes that we're not looking to buy a kitchen, she went like from nice to like. Why are you wasting my time? <laughs> exactly. It was like, even my wife was saying like, we, the lady offered us water and stuff. And it seemed like as soon as she realized that we didn't want to buy, you know, buy a kitchen that day, like we couldn't even, it felt like we couldn't even finish our water. It was like, okay, get up and go. Kind of, it's how we felt. The lady was totally annoyed with us because... She thought we were bullshitting her, I guess, right? Because she thought 
when we said it, it is uh, a home to own, uh, I guess she was under the impression that we meant we already own it, mm-hmm. meaning we would be ready to buy now. Mm-hmm. And we were like, uh, no, this is actually going to happen probably in like two years. So, uh, <laughs> But thanks for the tips. And uh, we left that lady, I guess, disappointed. My wife was all bent out of shape because she was like, what the fuck? We didn't even do anything wrong. <laughs> What's funny is that like, when, when my wife and I go out, we, we speak English to each other. Mm-hmm. Unless we're dealing with someone like in the case of that, sh- that store. You know, and that lady's coming up to us and speaking German. And then, you know, I'll switch to German. But sometimes um, if I just want to talk to my wife, I'll just tell her something in English. Right. And most people will just stay out of it because they're like, okay, they're speaking English. This lady was like, oh, you speak English? And I was like, yeah, no, where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. Turns out she used to kick it down in Miami back in the day because she used to live in Freeport. Bahamas or something Mm -hmm. back then Mm -hmm. so she knew all about South Beach and I was like oh okay and I'm thinking in my head great now I can't even speak English and it's gonna be all in my conversation (laughs) should have been hit her with that papamiento son (laughs) so later on (laughs) later on when we're sitting at at the desk with her and she's running numbers and she asks for our our family name for our surname and she asks and I tell her and she was like Where's where where's you know where is your your family from you know and I told her yeah our dad's in Dominican Republic mm-hmm. she gets all excited she's like I'm Mexican I was like what the f- <laughs> <laughs> what is happening here <laughs> is there no sacred place anymore I'm in fucking Berlin this lady knows everything I can't like <laughs> you're right I have to start speaking papiamento you lived in Lago Grande. I lived across the street in Lions Point. <laughs> Here's why she's fucking... Because, yo... And I know there's a lot of salesmen that, that hear this. And there's different ways to sell, right? But she was trying to sell you, right? And obviously, with her bringing up all those things, she's trying to bring up things that she can, you know, attach to you. So there's common ground, right? So now you feel bad, in a way, letting her down because we're the same. Oh, I'm Mexican. That's why she threw up. But that was all part of her getting you to... to, to, to buy something from her but you guys weren't ready which is perfectly fine what she should have done and at that point all the time that she's invested would be like you know what that's fine when you guys are ready just let me know and she should have stayed with you guys and still giving you the same attention because like that you're like damn you know what this bitch isn't a vulture we didn't buy anything today she still fucking helped us so when we are ready i'm gonna hit her up and that's how real motherfuckers do it but when you got these crackerjack motherfuckers trying to sell it's the same, yo. I remember one yeah. one time I fucking I went on this trip and my friends were like, "Oh, we have this uh, this hotel. Everything is covered." I was like, "All right, fuck it, cool." Little did we know they won the tickets on a radio station. Little did we know. I remember the radio station. Hey, you have a, a whole weekend in in Orlando, Florida. All expenses paid. You can go to the park. You can bring X amount of people. You guys won the tickets, right? Because they called in. They were caller number nine or whatever. We get there, it's a fucking timeshare scam, dude. And the only way that we can get the hotel for free is if we go sit in a fucking timeshare for, you know, for three hours. Bullshit. That's just the whole fucking day. Mm. So so we go to this timeshare thing and the guy's talking to us about, you know, people that just do timeshares to get free things. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, yeah, like they think that we don't we don't know that people just say yes to this so they can get a free hotel and. This and that. And I was like, well, look, let me tell you right now, man, like <laughs> up front, we didn't even know what this was about. 
We won this on a radio station. We were under the impression this was all free. And we find that when we get here that we have to go to timeshare. So I'm going to let you know right now because I'm a salesman. We are not looking to buy, my man. You know what I mean? I'm going to tell you up front. And he's like, oh, no, no. I understand. I understand. You know, it's cool. It's cool. I get it. Like he backed off a bit once I was like, yo, chill. Because I guess we weren't too, you know, interested. Yeah. But before we got to that part, right, he, he, you know, we meet him somewhere. He picks us up. We go eat lunch somewhere. We weren't even hungry because we were just eating breakfast. And the food smelled, it was, bro, it smelled rancid. I don't know where he took us. It was my Asian spot. I didn't even, like, I didn't even eat. It was really weird. Once he found out that we weren't going to buy, right, everything flipped, kid. Everything <laughs> flipped. You know, we went from going in his car and having waters offered to us, like you guys having lunch bought, to, all right, you're going to take the shuttle back. And uh, he didn't even say bye to us, bro. <laughs> this guy was showing us pictures of his family. But those are your typical salesmen, bro, like. You guys, yeah. you guys are doing it wrong. But it sucks that you were made to feel that way. But sometimes people do sell that way. And I'm Mexican yeah, I, too. Was just to get you to feel bad for saying no. <laughs> I, after that, we went to Ikea. And we went into Ikea ready. Like we were already primed. <laughs> you guys looked at each other. Ice cold water running through the veins. <laughs> Before I was you like, I'm in. telling this motherfucker, as soon as we get in there, yo, we're not buying anything today. <laughs> All right? <laughs> Which you don't really have to say. You you doing that is being generous, if you really think about it. It was unnecessary anyway. Yeah. Because when we got into IKEA, they didn't even pay attention. They didn't even they stress like, you guys. You could just do whatever you want. <laughs> I love All right, IKEA. Man, everybody's tired of my kitchen story. So let me t- tell me what you got. I love IKEA, man. It was a busy week for me, man. Getting ready. I'm meeting up with the boys. Actually, after this podcast, we're gonna c- create a uh, sweet, sweet music that you can make love to. Um, so it's been a busy week getting that ready, man. But um. Okay. <laughs> I had a fantasy football draft, which is funny because I never do fantasy football. I really think it's <laughs> a waste of time. Sorry, guys. But they needed one more guy, and I guess I was a sucker. So um, I went over and I visited one of my boys, Monty. And me and Monty always have some good conversation, man. We always have some some good stuff to talk about. So I actually became, you know... I went into no stone unturned mode, cynic, and I said, you know what, let's record some of this shit. Just random things, kind of, you know, like you said, a mofongo, right, all over the place. We touched on a couple different topics, but uh, we'll play some sound, we'll interject at times, we'll give our comments, and I think ultimately it'll be, it'll be some good content, man, so hopefully the people enjoy it. Yeah, I think so. I think it'll be fun. Uh, I heard parts of it, and I heard enough that I thought we should definitely include it and share it, so let's... Uh Let's see what happens. Let's play that sound. Okay, so I went to Jerusalem. I went to Israel and I did the whole thing. The I have four cousins that live in, in um, Palestine, Israel. They have a house in Ramallah and, and Ramallah. One is in Israel and one is in Palestine. It's like there's a border. There's a wall that was created with people with big machine guns and sunglasses. Normally 18-year-olds. So in Israel, when you graduate high school, you have two years of military, mandatory. It's fucking crazy. If you're a female or a male. But then they give you six months of vacation pay. So you can go anywhere. When I went to Colombia, you always see groups of Israelis because they all just finished their military. The thing about when kids finish their military, You hear me? When, oh, the thing about when kids finish their military is how do you feel? 
you're aggressive you're you're feeling so like full of yourself you feel me you feel strong you feel powerful so when you see those israeli kids standing at the wall and i remember we had to go through the wall to see the other house all the time even when i went to the dead sea you have to go through the wall to get out of israel if you don't look like them and if your last name is not jewish they pat you down they ask you a ton of questions and they're 17 18 year old you feel what i'm saying so they can they can be racist they can be whatever they want to be they're the authority and it's bizarre man but i remember going through the wall and them asking like and and then saying why is he why do you have an american in the back seat and they're like uh oh he's our cousin and like what is he doing with you guys because my last my cousin's last name is abu snaimi which is super muslim super muslim when i went through the airport when i got super there necessary. i got stopped five times <laughs> every time i got stopped they asked me what does your father do for a living i'm like what my father i don't even talk to my father and they're like what does he do and I'm like he's a independent worker i guess you know and they're like all right and then i go somewhere else and some guy taps me and he's like hey man come here what are you doing here i'm visiting my cousins what's the last name abu snaini what does your father do they kept asking me, what is my father? Because of that religion and in that side of the world, men are so... When I finally met at the airport, I was like super shook, dog. Like it was five times that I got stopped, no exaggeration. And on one of them, they were looking at all my luggage. Like, And what's scary about that is that you're on their turf. So they could fucking put you in a dungeon. You know what I mean? Like The thing is, Israel is a Jewish turf. So if you're going to go visit a Muslim, they want to be abusive. They don't want you to feel welcome before you. So I went, and they're doctors. That's why they can live there. But we talked about the baseline of all religions being something good and pure, right? That's an example of certain religions, you know, and like, oh, because like if you're Hebrew, Mm -hmm. then you know what I mean. Like that's that's letting you know that that's there's there's a a flaw there. But you ask a Jewish person why they're like that, and you know what they'll tell you? Because they're persecuted. They're literally they've been generationally tried to been wiped out many times. They finally have their own land. They have to protect it. So I, I understand that point of view too, even though they stole it from my cousin's grandparents' land. You feel me? They were Palestinians. That land of Palestine and their money was all robbed. It was all changed. All right. So let me pause it right there. So just to, let's say, summarize so far what we've heard. So so this is your boy who is um, originally from South America, is it? Yes, I believe his mother is from Peru, and forgive me, Monty, if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. And he's Latino. Yeah, he's Latino. His dad is Cuban. But he has family who are Muslim living in Israel. He has cousins, yes. Cousins, yeah. And he, uh, so he's telling you a little bit about uh, a trip that he made when he went over to uh, visit them and kind of what he experienced with the, uh, I guess, the the Jewish I don't know, military or security forces or whatever the case is, right? Just kind of letting you know how different it is over there and how intense it is. Like, they don't fuck around, <laughs> you know? They're they're stopping yeah. you. They're asking you. They're making sure that they understand, you know, that, that you're not a threat, basically, because of everything they've they've been through. Yeah, that that reminds me. Like when I used to um, when I used to work at the uh, airport here in in Germany, I worked mm-hmm. at the airport for. I don't know, like six months or eight months, something like that. Mm-hmm. Whenever the Jewish airline, the Israeli airline would come in, you would know it because the armored vehicles would be coming out onto the ramp 
and um, their security people would be around. So you would know it before they even landed anyway because they have like um, the whole baggage check thing is like done specially for them, first of all. Mm. And then when the plane does arrive, then they have like armored cars or whatever. Damn, they do it nice. They, 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 they're. I don't know how to compare them. They, they're not Humvees. They're, they're, they're just fortified, like yeah, SUV type vehicles or whatever. They come out, and they escort the plane in, and they escort the plane out. Every time, no fail. So you always knew when the when the. Uh, Israeli plane was was uh, was coming in or was or was going to be going out, so yeah, they take security extremely seriously. And here, you may have noticed—I don't know if you remember or not—but here, whenever you go walking by anywhere, a synagogue, mm-hmm. you, you don't even know maybe that it's a synagogue, but you will know because you'll see police officers out in front of it. They guard these places. Mm-hmm. 24-7. There's always police posted out in front of uh, um, these Jewish um, buildings or, or whatever their case is. So, I mean, I get it. Yeah, I get it, you know. Shit's, shit's been really fucked up for them. <laughs> so they're like, we've had enough. <laughs> We're going to be extra careful. But he was really freaked out because I think he, he said it happened like four or five times, you know, and they were checking his luggage. And like I told him, like, you know, if there's something that happens over there, you rub somebody the wrong way. They're having a bad day. They throw you in a fucking hole, man. And who the fuck is gonna know you're there? That reminds me of something too. Some, when you said that uh, in the in the in the call in the talk, yeah, in the conversation with him, when I was uh, in the military and I was stationed here in Germany, I got sent to um, Kuwait a few times for like a temporary duty, like three or four months. Mm-hmm. And on one of those occasions. Um, so they send you commercially, at least in that time they did. So they give you an airline ticket and you fly just like a normal, you know, a, a normal civilian would fly. Except when you land there, you get picked up by, you know, the military per- personnel and they bring you to the base, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So um, I was flying to Kuwait and I stopped in Egypt. I believe it was Egypt. I was flying alone. Yeah, I didn't have it. It was no one else flying with me. And from the base, I mean. And um, here I am in Egypt with my uh, American passport. And they grab my passport. So they take my passport. They're looking at it. I don't know what they're doing with it, right? But they're looking at it. Then, then they tell me to come with them. And so I follow this dude or two dudes into some area behind. Some shady-ass you know, area. <laughs> yeah. And then they put me in a room and leave me in the room and close the door and then they and then I stayed there not knowing what the hell was going on because they weren't like speaking English <laughs> and at that moment I was thinking what the fuck is this and what can I what like what was happening and what should I expect now to happen and then they came back like I don't know maybe 10-15 minutes later gave me my passport and then let me go why would they fly you commercial why wouldn't they Mm, I guess it's Cheaper. it's more practical. I uh, guess I mean to like there are people flying to all kinds of bases all the time for these kinds of temporary duties. Yeah, and I don't think that they would use always military aircraft for that because then they would be 
constantly there would be like an airline yeah. the military aircraft there would be like an airline there would be constantly flying people back and forth so i think it's easier to just book a commercial ticket were i mean you, it's not like you you fly in uniform or anything you that's what i was going to ask you yeah if you were in uniform oh okay, okay yeah cool. sorry i just wanted just to share that no i like that man that's good good two cents so let's see let's let's keep it going let's do it anyways they're doctors my uncle and my aunt in in uh, israel yeah. so they have a house there but they also have a house in palestine the part that hasn't been taken so i'll tell you my experience so when i went to jerusalem and i discovered all my cousins all four of them i have four male cousins they range right now from 24 to 36 and they're all secular they don't believe in religion they live in the most religious place in the world wow. and they know so much about religion enough to not believe in it they all have master degrees they all speak four languages minimum some of them speak six and you 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 look at that and i remember when i thought about the concept because i didn't even think it was possible like you have to be part of a group you know you have to say i'm this i'm that and when i met my cousin he said religion is like a tall glass of whiskey on a hot summer day mm. you think it's wow. gonna quench your thirst <laughs> wow. but it's not man it's really gonna fuck you up wow. and and that's exactly what i felt and i was like wow man look at that i can't even sleep at night without you know and i'm like bro I'm, I'm done with this shit like, i don't have to fear nothing my cousins don't and when i went through jerusalem and saw all these people we stopped at a place called haifa there's a whole city called haifa they spend 40 percent of their taxes on maintaining this garden in the middle of the city it stretches from the top of the city to the downwards it's a shore side city so it goes levels up 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 up, up a hill mm-hmm. and in the middle there's a beautiful garden that make what makes it unique is that it has different flowers cactuses um orchids different types of uh plants that should not live near each other all in the same area so it's the most beautiful garden in the world. I'll show you pictures later. Wow. But um, the idea is they don't believe in one religion. They believe in all of them. Haifa religion is all religions. I have a book there. And it's so interesting because they believe that Jesus was real, Moses was real, all of them were real, Buddha, all of them. And they believe in all of them. And they think that if we mix all of them, what's the worst that can happen? All of them are real. And they do that with the flowers and they exemplify it in that way. I think, that's, I think that's beautiful, dude. And I can only envision how that looks. Yeah, It's know, a rich just, place and you have to have money to live there. Yeah. You know, that's part of Israel. But my thing is that there's certain, there's holes in certain religions. Like, and I've said it before on the podcast, you know, the, the God that I love and my higher power, you know, is love and it's unconditional, you know? And I think very similar to you, I grew up, you know, in a Hispanic family where we went to mass every Sunday mm-hmm. and, you know, you regardless if you wanted to go or not you were going and you know you did you're doing your Bible, Mary's you're, you're putting your knee on you're the doing thing Bible yeah. studies you, you know you're doing everything you you're know eating like, the wafers you're doing all of that right <laughs> so it's kind of like you know obviously you don't have a choice right I'm so circumcised you yes we are yeah and that's another thing that we're that's how Catholic about. we are that's how fucking Catholic we are right mutilation that's so, how extremely Catholic we are. Yeah, let's stop I think right that there, we can so get to I this we gotta cut it right there freedom let's stop it right there bro I think there's some there's some things I want to elaborate on. When, uh, elaborate when, away, sir. When my boy says mutilation, and we talk about circumcision, it's funny because he asked he asked me he's like you circumcised, and I'm like yeah we all are. <laughs> I spoke for all of us, but he was just asking for me. Yeah, me and all my brothers. Yes, we are. It's crazy because I always thought that I was gonna you know once I I have children 
and you know if i was blessed with a boy he's getting circumcised because i'm circumcised right and i'm like this is just the way it needs to be and you know you go back and you really look at why our parents made that decision it's because of uh, of their religious belief and everybody knows that in you know in the catholic sector um that's very common, just like for Jewish people. You know, it's very common for, for Jewish and Catholics to be yeah. circumcised. But then, you know, you start looking at, well, let, let's take a step back. We know today that I'm at a very different place in my life um, when I really couldn't, you know, generate a thought for myself when I was being told what to think. Mm-hmm. That That's obvious. So for one, there's always, there's already a conflict there because if I don't feel like I'm connected to the Catholics, you know, church, then why would I do something, you know, that, that they believe in? And then you go and you start looking into it, you know, a little more. And the big reason why they did it, um, if it wasn't religious, the other reason was because of hygiene. And there was actually a, a, a documentary on Netflix, I think it's called Circumcised, that I really I couldn't even get through because it's uh, it's very intense, man. And more of the story is, is that for something that I always thought I would do and pass on to my children... Now I'm really second guessing. It's to the point where I, I'm not sure if I'll do it. I actually don't think I will because, for one, I, I again I'm not connected to the to the religious belief of it anymore, right? So there's no reason for me to do it in that sense. Um, yeah. And then two, it, it really is it really is mutilation if you, if you think about it. You know, it really yeah. is something that that we don't need. And and before you you know before you go ahead, more than more than anything. We, we don't have problem with hygiene anymore. <laughs> you know, like this was back in the day when, you know, running water wasn't always so accessible and people were living through fucking smallpox or whatever the fuck was going on. Like now we got Dove soap and hot water, at least, you know, in some parts of the world. Not not everybody has, is as fortunate. So we don't have to worry about you catching an infection unless you're a dirty pig, right? Because of, of the times that we're living in. So then I fall back to do we really need it? But I'll let you get your thought. Yeah. I mean, I don't have too much to add to that. I what I was thinking was I was also, I guess, fed the same line about the necessity of it or the benefit of it being hygienic. Um, and for many years, I didn't question it either. I mean, I thought, well, okay, seems to make sense. If you look up smegma, that seems sounds like a pretty disgusting thing. Something that probably builds up in there if you don't, you know, if you're not circumcised. That's like how I was thinking about it. Um, so I thought yeah it makes sense Yeah, but like you said it's probably like even when you said like we have Dove soap and hot water I mean I think it was even just uh, if if there was a hygienic component to it it was just probably um, a lack of knowledge I guess I should say right they could have been just as hygienic with what they had back then if they you know just knew that they needed to be yeah. But at the end of the day, what I'm thinking is that is the natural way that you're born. And your the human body, as far as I know, doesn't create anything or there's nothing part there's no part of the human body that works like against you in a normal, natural, like, you know, healthy mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. Which means you shouldn't have to cut off anything. <laughs> Um, for any reason, if you are, then it's probably because you're doing something wrong, right? So yeah, I, I'm totally on board with you. Like I also had the same idea, um, um, 
before I became a parent, like, yeah, if when I, you know, if I, if and when I have a, a, a son, yeah, I would do it because it, it's hygienic. It makes sense, whatever. Um, it looks better. <laughs> it looks better. I mean, the whole anteater thing is pretty gross looking. <laughs> it's pretty nasty, it, bro. I don't have to look at it. So pretty like, nasty. <laughs> but we'll, I actually but, think we'll, we'll spend, we'll probably do an episode down the line, more, a more focused episode on that. But I wanted just to to kind of throw that in there, and the whole mutilation thing—it really is that. I mean, it's the equivalent as to cutting off the lips or the clitoris off of a woman is what they what they compared it to. Like why? why? Like, but that sounds, that's not the right comparison, is it? It is though. It is because they're saying the clitoris? that clitoris. Yeah, bro. No. Listen to me. We lose like. And I don't know the exact number, so it would be unfair for me to say it, but I know we lose a lot of sensitivity in that process of getting circumcised. Now, we're lucky enough that we figured it out and it's still great for us because we have nothing else to compare it to. But according to them, they're saying that that would be the equivalent if we would cut off a woman's clitoris. And we would never do that. That's why we do that to a man. Uh, okay. Yeah, I guess we'll have to cover that in depth. I can't say yeah. anything to that. It yeah, sounds yeah. wrong to me. With my medical experience and background, it sounds wrong to me. You know that there's certain there's certain countries that do that to prevent women from yeah, enjoying sex. That's fucked no. up, bro. That's so fucked up, dude. I can't <laughs> I can't I can't put that together, man. That reminds me of the, the episode we did when we were talking about um rituals. Yeah. We didn't talk about that particular ritual, I don't think, but I think some of the um, tribes that we covered probably crazy stuff <laughs> are probably familiar with such a ritual. For sure. All right, let's get back to it, bro. Let's do it. Right? Because there's something in us, right? There's something in us that's, that, that's, that's that conviction, right? Mm -hmm. That initially it went from believing ABC to saying that doesn't sound right. And one of the big hiccups I have, one of the main things that really made me start questioning, which you know is taboo, because in religion is put your head down, follow the good book, right. don't, don't question, question things, right, right. right? Is when, you know, we talk about homosexuality. And if you're not mm. with a, a, a woman, if, if you're a man and you're not with a woman, you're going to hell, right? you know, and vice versa. And for me, that was one of the main things that I was like, that does not make sense. Because if you're teaching me that God is love, and you're teaching me that his mercy is, is mm -hmm. abundance, right, and, and he, He'll go through heaven and hell for you, mm -hmm. right? You're teaching me all these beautiful things. How can you turn around and say that if you don't live a certain way, mm -hmm. that you're going to hell? Real quick, I can make it make sense for you. Please do, because... What if it was written at a time where people didn't even think homosexuals were real? They thought it was a fake thing that happens nah. to people. No, nah, that was happening, bro. The Spartans were having sex with each other. Homosexuality was always something, and obviously that's much mm -hmm. later than we're talking about, you know, when, when the Bible was written. But, but homosexuality was something that was always... But you understand that we have a conscious idea of it now. We all know people that are openly gay, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. they're not uh, non-religious as far as when it comes to commandments and being mm -hmm. good peoples. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's, it's hard to think that when they wrote the book, 
they were as advanced as we are right now. Well, here's the thing. They had a fucking they huge not. undertaking, right? They're writing, this happened in the 60s. They're writing... Well, I thought you meant in that this the, country, the, the it happened in the 60s, 60s and 70s the when the gays started popping oh, yeah, up yeah, yeah. and <laughs> making clubs and rioting. And doing but thing. think about it, right? You have yeah, to think about their... new new They're writing a book. I'm like, bro, it sounds like what? We can't use this shit. Not the best book, but the highest selling. Yeah, but it's something that's still... Still around now. Obviously, yeah. It was written before internet. Frit one thousand. Come on, we're, we're talking. You know, we're talking. To me, that makes ago. it. But here's here's my thing. They have the responsibility of making sure, mm-hmm. from a very basic level, that they write something that allows the human race to continue to go on. Okay. Right. So they feel the responsibility, you know, to say, well, the only way that we can continue, man and a woman, yeah. it needs to be man and woman, right? So, I understand that their undertaking was tough. Do they say that in the Bible? Yeah, they do. They say that if, if you're not with a man, uh, if, if you're a woman and you're not with a man, or if you're not... But does it say if you lay with a man and you're a man? I don't know if, if those words exactly... I wonder if it does, because but then, they, a, would, then they would suggest that the people that wrote the Bible knew that it was even possible. That's why I'm saying it was always it was always around, even in those times. But imagine, it was much more taboo. You fucking get killed for that. And you can still get killed for it at certain points of the... You know, it's not as progressive, right, as it is now. Like I said, 55% of the the planet is Muslim. And that's why I believe that people are born that way. 45%. People are, you know, people are really, you know, I don't, I don't think it's a demon. I just think, you know, you, you're born how you're born, and it is what it is. There's a certain nobody sector, just starts liking guys. There's a certain nobody sector just girls, of Christianity, just... man, and I don't know the. I'm kicking myself, bro, because I wish I would have been prepared for this conversation. But the, the, the belief in this Christianity is that you don't like. That's, that's the, the, the spade, if you will, right? Where this. So is he? Was he trying to say that? Because we were talking before about there being three main. This is that I did what I didn't record. Three main religions. You have Hebrew, or you have Muslim, you have Christianity, and you have Buddha. And he's saying that like forty-five to fifty-five percent of the world is Muslim. No, yeah, yeah, that I got. But with the homosexuality thing, was he saying that when they wrote the book, or yeah, he was saying that, that there was no single book that was written. But back when they were writing these things. That they were not aware of homosexuality as a th- real thing? He was saying, what if back then homosexuality wasn't a thing? And they didn't know, they didn't speak about it because there wasn't even something on their radar. Yeah, okay. And I'm like, nah, bro, I think that there yeah, was always... Yeah, I don't buy that. Yeah, I think there was always dudes and dudes and chicks and chicks. Even though for some reason I think dudes and dudes came first. And then Sorry? chicks and chicks for some reason. I think dudes and dudes came first for some reason, and then chicks came onto it. But yeah, go ahead, you can play it. Version which got killed off says that you know, just as long as you're a good person and you love, you'll make it. It, has, it says nothing about you not being able to make it if you're not with the opposite. I have the same opinion. You know, they're, 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 and that sex are still believe. That's still, still, it still, still it still exists. If it you does. go to potential church, yep. some of the pastors are mad gay. <laughs> it is what it even is, though. Even if they don't admit it, but you can tell, and it doesn't matter because they're new wave, and you have to adapt, man. If you want to make it so that the morals of the book, which, by the way, I agree 100 percent with the moral structure that comes with the Bible. Yes. Any of the written structure that, or, or any of the structure that. Which church is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he said potential church. I don't know if that's necessarily oh. the church that I was referring to. 
But, but, but Central Church, he's talking about like any random church? No, I think that's the name of the church. Oh. Potential, I, I'm assuming, is the name of the church. Yeah, yeah. Not that uh, any random church. <laughs> well, let's see. Maybe he expands on that. Go ahead. Came with that old school, you know what I'm saying? Like primitive written shit still applies to this day. You know what I'm saying? Like covet thy neighbor thou shalt not there's a lot of there's hey 1000 percent, man but that's how you live a moral life and and you know that structure helped us survive and we derive from it you know what i'm saying my mom was not religious i I know your mom is yeah for sure my my family and i think we took good things from that but like anything we take from the experiences Mm -hmm. the only thing is is that we're bold enough to say you know what i'm gonna go out on the limb and not do what's Mm -hmm. quote unquote you know yeah. The, the popular decision. Like I know. said, the most constant thing amongst all my friends is self-awareness. You can, if you're self-aware, put to the side that religious aspect and understand everybody's point of view. You get me? Mm-hmm. When I sit with a Jewish person, when I sit with a Muslim person, when I sit with a Christian person, I, 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 I know how it goes. Yeah, I can literally have a conversation with each one and know the history of each one because I'm self-aware enough to think, I don't believe in none of this. I believe I am like I'm God I'm everything that that, that comes with the book it's crazy man cause because we decide man you know that um, I had a, a sh- my first shroom experience not too long ago I didn't know that yeah on my first it was the day before my birthday my 35th birthday mushrooms no mm. no these are shrooms that I got from Cali okay and I was always kind of skittish with shrooms because you know, I'm a holistic guy. Sure. You know, I want to stay. But, you know, the more and more I learn about it, there's nothing more holistic than shrooms. I mean, it's... Brain expanding. You know, it grows amazing. your gray matter? It's it's amazing. It's amazing. I learned that recently, that it grows your gray matter. You can have a super brain. If you if you take it, like, in microdosis, it's, it's weird, but you yeah, got to no, And, I mean, if we if we go to it, there's a theory that, mm-hmm. and I think we, you've the actually told me theory, this, yeah. right? That we ate enough fucking mushrooms, and that's how we fucking evolved. That's how we got right? here, yeah. but, it was such a, a unique experience. What? Is he saying it makes your brain grow? I think he wants to say brain matter, but he's saying grain matter. And he said it twice. So, Monty, I don't know. You might have to get back to us on that. No, no, no. I think he's saying brain matter. I, I, I heard brain matter. I'm but understanding I'm... brain matter, but I'm hearing grain matter. You can run it back for the people if you like. But... No, I, I mean, it's like you said last week, potato, potato. My, my concern go. is that... He's saying that the brain physically grows from using mushrooms. I'm, that's, that's what I have to assume. All right. Let's... I understand the expansion of the brain as far as like how we think. I definitely think that it improves those things. But I don't know if you're having like a bigger head. Let's see. <laughs> because you're shrooming. <laughs> because I really felt like I connected with the universe. Yes. Right? And I understood. I understood my, my role in it. Right? Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was... It was such a spiritual... Do you remember the doses you took? Yeah. I took two grams. And I went deep. Anything past 1.4 is going to get you there. Bro. And it was... Bro, I I cried. I laughed. It was so cleansing. You know what I mean? And it was just... Things clicked. And it's like... Tell me if I'm wrong. It exaggerates your senses. Did you smell, taste, feel more than you normally would? I like think, you said, you cried. Yeah, I did. I, I think it opens everything, man. Yes. Not only your senses, but just like just the way you perceive things. 
I'm laying on, you know, because they told me, like, try to be outside in nature and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when I first drop them, I'm in my uh, my backyard, my pool, my lake and shit. And I'm, you know, fucking, it's amazing. I feel that it starts hitting me. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, all right, so I'm going to go lay down for a second, right? So I go to my room and my blinds are open. And as I'm laying down, I'm fucking breathing. And I'm, I feel like I'm rolling. The light made you come. <laughs> I'm laying on my bed and I'm looking outside the window. And I look at this tree and I can see the tree breathing. I can see the tree taking in the oxygen and exhaling. I can see the tree grabbing the carbon dioxide from the air and filtering it, you know? And I looked at that tree and I was like, man, you know, you've been there since the moment I've got into this home and I've never appreciated your beauty. And now to this day, every time that I look at that tree, I smile. You know, it was such a, it was a roller coaster of things, but, and the shroom definitely gave me what I needed. But it was so beautiful. And it just put into perspective. Because I think for me, I understood that quote unquote we're connected, but because we're human and we're the alpha species, mm. there's still a separation. And that experience is like, no, there is no separation. That duck, that plant, you know, that bird. That taking a step that further. Other human. What connected you to that? The, the oldest part of the world, mushrooms. They've been around since the creation of the world planets they, and they're able to communicate it's insane it's insane the mushrooms are the truth and it does humble you to the point where there's no stress oh, man. do you feel like you could agree with that no stress no stress man and it and it's it's done wonders it cures depression mm-hmm. you know, that's why people microdose sure you know it for me the next day because it was such an intense experience i was expecting to be all off the next day i woke up and i felt fucking amazing Bro, I'm going to tell you, a a very prominent scientific university, I want to say Boston University, but I I think it's one that's more uh, West Coast. Anyways, they they did a study on a ton of old people, and they actually legalized it in this state. I wish I could look it up. I got to look it up later. But they're giving shrooms to old people that are about to die, geriatric patients that are about to die, that are scared of death, meaning that they're in a panic mode because they know they're about to die so they've been dosing them the terence mckenna dose it's four grams with an eye cover and an ear cover so you're sensory deprived you're going on wow. that mission. you're asking you're talking to the mushroom you know what i'm saying you're there and you're having a beautiful experience to, and let me tell you something 80 percent of the subjects are calm now stress-free they're ready to go they're okay they're like, hey, life is beautiful. This was my time. I know I'm gonna pass. It's okay. Everything that I did was it's, cool. It's gonna you know, be and, okay. and it's, everything's gonna be okay. I remember I was at a lake when I really had my first real mushroom beautiful experience. I was in a lake, just sitting in the front of a canoe. My friend was paddling. And I was sitting in the front, my feet in the water. I was just looking around, like it was quiet. We all just stayed quiet and it was just like, yeah, man. And you just consider like. Oh, where we were at and where we came from and where we're at now it's just like man it's fucking beautiful man. what more can you ask for life is even if, if this is the last journey I definitely I, 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 I believe in reincarnation I think it's honestly for a long time I, 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 I always said that but I, I do keep it as a as a thing because the Hindus do believe in that I do and I believe, I believe that Jesus so I'm gonna interject yeah we got some good stuff we went deep there yeah so i let's figure out how to navigate this <laughs> the only thing that concerns me is that we might give an impression to anyone who hasn't tried shrooms mm-hmm. um that it's always like that 
and I don't, and and it isn't always like that. It isn't always a beautiful, positive experience. But I was just talking about my experience. Why would I get? No, no, I know, I know, I know. But it's the only thing that was discussed. So mm. I don't I don't want anyone to think that 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 it's always like that because mm-hmm. it's the only th- we only discuss positive or you guys only discuss positive experiences. I yeah. think people. I think typically though, you're supposed to have a positive experience off the mushroom. That's why you do it. Although there are times that there are negative experiences. Um, which are like bad trips, you know, but those are variables. Those, you know, typically you take something because it does something positive for you. I get what you're saying. I get where you're coming from, but I think most people have a positive experience with mushrooms, to be honest. I think that's why he was able to relate. I, I Again, I was speaking from my personal experience, but I don't necessarily think that that would convey that it would always be like that, in my opinion. Even though I do think for most people it is more positive. Okay. You know? Throughout his 20-something-year-old to 35, which we didn't hear about it in the Bible, they didn't collect that time, they say he traveled to India to fuck with the Hindus, which makes perfect sense, because when he came back, he was more Hindu than ever. He was peace, he was love, he was forgive thy enemy and be calm. I think that that's what happened, but um, I believe in that part (laughs) to an extent, and if it's true, the only way to value what type of animal you come back as is karmatic value so i look at it as a point system and i want to be an eagle if i come back i don't know what you want to be uh, actually there was a question on facebook and i said eagle i swear to you and truly really, yeah. I, I, I so many reasons i yeah. love seafood i can travel anywhere there's no natural predator united states you are eagle to kill an eagle and 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 you you're you're above the eagle soars you know what i mean powerful creature for something like they're 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 and they're peaceful and they live for a long time Anyway, and the traveling part is great. You can eagle eye. You have the best view ever. What if I told you that I can, I can prove to you that reincarnation is real? You you met a dog that. <laughs> no, there's this book called Many Lives, Many Masters. Okay. And. There's no proof there. But there is proof. It's about this psychiatrist that had a patient that was a woman. Okay. Right, and she had all these phobias, a phobia of, of swimming in water. A phobia of small places. Um, she couldn't sleep at night. They tried medication. They tried everything in the book and nothing was working. Okay. She was getting worse. And he goes, all right, this might be a long shot, but fuck it, let me try hypnosis. And when he put her under, he unlocked all these doors of mm-hmm. these past lives. Okay. Real account, dog, no bullshit. Mm-hmm. He was able to figure out that the reason that she had a phobia of water is because more than life she drowned. Okay. And another reason that she had a phobia of small places because of one that she was buried alive. Is the result that she got rid of those phobias? Once she started bringing them forward, they left. So once she was, he was able to unlock it under hypnosis, moving forward when she got out of it, now she didn't have it anymore. Because uh, she was able yeah. to make sense of it. You know, I'm really glad you, you mentioned that. Hypnosis is so real. And not only is it real, it's one of the most effective tools. Like professional athletes all know a hypnotist on their phone that they can go to that put them in the zone when they need to it's that common hypnotism is so like Joe Rogan talks about it all the time just to think about that mm-hmm. though like the brain is so powerful that have you, you ever been to a hypnotist show? never I've been to two and think yeah. about it though the brain is so powerful that you can shut down the body shut down the conscience and and start digging into things that you don't even know are there dog but the, what's more bizarre is that there's a level that a hypnotist can get you to 
in breathing pattern and heart rate where you're in that zone and you can do what he says or feel it way if you want to stop smoking he can yeah. make it so that you think smoking is disgusting it's disgusting bro he would do a show and it was at an improv so it was like a comedy show but he would say hey who wants to get hypnotized some random drunk peoples would go up there and I even went up there one time because I wanted to see if it's even possible if you were oh. if you were able to come back or something what would you choose that's a good question <laughs> I chose Eagle which was funny that he chose Eagle too. And it was a Facebook question. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, man, so that's random conversations uh, with the boy Monty, man. We're definitely going to have him in studio. Yeah, he sounds like an interesting cat. Yeah, man, he's he's one of my buddies. And you don't always think alike, but I think that we always have interesting viewpoints as people, right? And uh, we'll definitely have him in and... We can have more focused conversations, but sometimes, you know, the great things about conversation is the natural flow of it and kind of how things kind of morph into from one thing to another. So um hope the listeners enjoyed that. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I hope so as well. I mean, I did. Uh, so I hope, <laughs> I hope they do. Um, I think we, 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 we might have a potential for a, a, another segment. We can call it Conversations. We just have conversations with we people. We just shoot the shit, man. That's yeah. pretty cool. I like that. I like that a lot. I like to know what the people think. Yes. Let us do. know. Let's do it, baby. Let's hit them with the quizzo. It goes like this. It's no measure of health to be well-adjusted to a profoundly sick society. So I think the maybe the background like here is this, this quote is from... I like that a lot. I don't know if it's the 70s or the 80s. It's again from Krishnamurti. I had a quote from him a couple episodes ago or one, mm-hmm. something like that. And um, back when, 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 this, when he said this, um, there was talk about, yeah, obviously society and um, what makes like a good person, a good adult, you know, someone who's quote unquote well-adjusted, right? Someone who is is balanced and, and can, you know, can live a good life that contributes to society based on the society we have, right? And so what he is uh, saying here with this quote is that being well-adjusted to a society that is profoundly sick should not be a measure of health because it means you're well-adjusted. It means you're not really well-adjusted, right? You're, you're sick yourself, yeah. is what he's saying. And I don't think that's more uh, true than in the times that we're living in, at least in these neck of the woods. I, I, I think this is a quote that will be, has, was true then, has been true since, and for the foreseeable future, I expect it to continue to be true. Yeah. There that's a go. good one, man. Another good one makes you think, makes you think. Fuck, man. We're never going to get this shit right. <laughs> <laughs> so before we uh, get out of here, yeah, man. I wanted to uh, remind everyone that next week is our first installment of the new seg- the new X segment called Paranormal, where we do the regular Paranormal episode. It's back, once, bitches. Once a month. So if you know what to expect, we'll do our homework. 
of our side. We'll be ready. Yeah, just hope we bring them a, a nice, <laughs> scary show. It's gonna be fun, man. We'll see. We'll see if the if the people have the same response. But uh, I know it's fun preparing for it. A little creepy. A little creepy. Yeah. I was actually talking to my cousin uh, yesterday, and uh, we have this infatuation with the ID channel, which is uh, like in, oh, I love like that channel. We don't have discovery. it here. Oh, no. No, I got you, man. I gave you my password. I got you. you. Can really stay stuck on that channel like all day. She was saying that she was having a conversation um, with somebody, and they were like, "How could you have? How could you watch that at night, <laughs> like before you go to bed?" <laughs> And I looked at her and I told her, I was like, cuz, we're different, man. We can watch some shit where it's like, you know, murderous affairs or the devil inside me. <laughs> Go to sleep with a fucking smile on her face. Not even have a bad dream. So paranormal should be fun. At least it doesn't kill the sleep. <laughs> it doesn't make it hard to sleep that week. Because we do talk <laughs> about some crazy shit. And the thing with paranormal that makes it, for me, what's always made something scary is that it's real. Once you understand what's going on and you understand that, I mean, that technically there could be a demon under your bed, technically, right? But the boogeyman, quote unquote, isn't in the closet, right? Once you understand that Freddy Krueger isn't behind the fridge or Jason isn't in your backyard, you're like, all right, dude, it's all good, right? Yeah. But with the shit that we're talking about is shit that's real. It's not made up characters. It's uh, real accounts. It's stuff that people have really seen and touched and, and felt so that's what really for me makes the hairs on my neck stand anytime we prepare yeah. for it. but it should be fun man yeah for sure for sure the scariest the scariest things are the the real life things yeah the shit that's real not the fucking fluffy shit you know or at least real enough yeah that you don't know uh, that you can't say that it's not you know totally totally fake like you said freddy krueger yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Because even other people will still say that all that shit is made up. It's made up in your head, man. Right. <laughs> cool, man. Let's wrap it up, Rapparooney. It's a Rapparooney. Uh, everyone, I wish y'all a very nice week. Catch you here again next week, same time, same place, same channel. Yes, sir. Take care of yourself and each other. As always, thanks for hanging tight, guys. We'll catch you on the other side. Choose. Turkey.